be ready to go at any moment. I was. Like the several you times should have been... that we've accidentally deleted our entire <laughs> podcast and had to re-record it. Correction. The one time that Elise didn't record <laughs> several anything. Several times. <laughs> and then noticed and let us keep talking. <laughs> I was new. Okay. <laughs> like, huh. Look at that. It's not recording a thing. Well, let's just get through this. I'm sure we'll resolve it on the back end. <laughs> Patrick can fix it in post. <laughs> He'll just imitate my voice as he adds it in. <laughs> Hi, I'm Elise. <laughs> That's exactly what Elise sounds like. I was dead on. Yeah, it's eerie, actually. It's still pretty successful. <laughs> <laughs> All right, welcome back. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> to the Beyond Sunday podcast. We're going to take our faith Beyond Sunday morning. This is Patrick Nazaroff with me as always, Pastor David Bowser. How are we doing, Patrick? And Elise McCarter. Yeah, I'm self-conscious. Still here. Still pretty successful. <laughs> there it is. That was not me. That was actually right. Me. I can't. For those who couldn't tell. Yes. If I close my eyes, it's virtually the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is actually, it's actually just me and I just imitate all your voices. <laughs> this is there's, one, by, there's a, one person. Pastor David Bowser and Elise McCarter do not exist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just... <laughs> Figments. <laughs> speaking to the void. Yes. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, it's Holy Week around here. Yeah. Happy Holy Week. Holy everybody. Week. Holy Week. Holy Week. I like, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> we go. I'm trying to make Easter more exciting. You did it. Great job. You <laughs> nailed it. That's what Robin says when he fights somebody in Batman. Holy Week. <laughs> Holy Week, Batman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 That was a great uh, Lutheran pastor meets uh, comic fan joke. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> really leveling up. It's a, it's a rare crossbreed. I yeah. appreciate it. I appreciated it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, we just celebrated as a congregation Palm Sunday. We did. At time of recording, Yesterday. we have not. But at time of production. I can imagine it. Palms were. There were palms. Palms We everywhere. said Hosanna probably. We yep. waved some things. All the palms. You like- Actually, weirdly, this year in our reading, we don't hear the word Hosanna. Okay. Oh, Luke's like Go- Luke. Luke's gospel doesn't That's use right. Hosanna. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah. So My we- favorite bit was the live donkeys in the sanctuary. We yeah, should that get definitely a happened. Uh-huh. Yeah, we had live. <laughs> setting that expectation. Sure. No big deal. <laughs> I have no problem with live animals in the building. Really? Once upon a time, I had a church that had a live camel. And the biggest problem they had was they had really steep uh, stairs. And camels apparently do not like stairs. Ha. And so we had to like muster up a ramp kind of thing but yeah it was very interesting to get that this would be fun to, the to do a, an animal church sure. yeah you know I, I, I don't think we'd call it animal church but yeah i get it <laughs> I, I um a church i do know of a church plant in our area did a christmas in a barn mm-hmm. you know so they had their barn animals there and they yep. celebrated christmas in the barn when they do that they often uh, have the animals with their own vessels to catch any droppings that might come out as they walk down <laughs> sure those hand motions i, I wish translated sure. Onto. i'm sure they would have been <laughs> look you, you need a donkey diaper that's <laughs> yeah. But it, yeah but it's not like a diaper right. like you imagine a diaper on a baby that's the thing it's like it's like a feed bag but for the back <laughs> right <Yeah. laughs> exactly yeah. <laughs> you could just hire an intern to follow them around. right right there right. you go with a with like a bucket with a, br- a bucket just, and a broom just hold it. Right. <laughs> just get you better get there <laughs> just a dustpan yeah <laughs> don't let that touch our carpet right yeah. anyway we did not have a live donkey yesterday maybe next probably year. maybe next probably not. probably not. unless somebody else is ordering a donkey between now and sunday you can get a lot of stuff on doordash these days i can say pretty confidently we did not have a donkey <laughs> all right um do you do easter baskets for your kids we do yeah at least it's Theoretically, yes, we do. I'm just now thinking about how <laughs> how many days are left. Oh, it's Easter basket time. That's right, yeah. 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 <laughs> Normally, you know, you do the Easter chocolate bunny. Uh-huh. Mm. It's hollow. 
Am I right? Yeah. yeah it's terrible. It's a waste. It's a waste. Yeah. Well, maybe there's a reason that's hollow. Uh, solid chocolate bunny used as a weapon in oh. assault on Brandon Storklark. This is the town of Brandon. Oh. Not uh, let's go Brandon or anything. Right. Yes. We do not endorse that Brandon. Right. Yes. Um, the town of, there's a town called Brandon. Brandon what? Probably uh, Wisconsin or something. I don't know. Wisconsin. Where is this? Yeah. I'm not going to bother. It's probably in the news article or something. Right. Let's, call, let's call it Brandon, Oklahoma. <laughs> um, Brandon, this, Okay. This was uh, okay, re- released on <laughs> April 1st. <laughs> the police in Brandon say it's no joke that a 27-year-old oh. man accused of stealing from a business assaulted an employee with a solid chocolate bunny. Well, he should be convicted of having that chocolate bunny before Easter. Right. Listen here, mister. It's still Lent. <laughs> no no time for that. Chocolate. <laughs> yeah, that is true. That's pr- I'm sure they're adding that on to the charges. Right, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, you, look, you get hit with a, a hollow bunny, that's not doing nothing. Yeah, it just right. kind of cracks. Just yeah. kind of crumbles around you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the solid bunny. That could do some damage. Yeah. How, uh, how big is that bunny? Um, Mr. Solid Chocolate Bunny. That's the name of the chocolate bunny is Mr. Solid. Wow, that's quite a name. Okay. <laughs> I can't say that joke. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I got There's you. There's so many. There's so many. Uh-huh. Keep going. Well, the employee did suffer minor injuries. Mm. Sure. Um, the accused shoplifter ran away, but it was found and arrested nearby while still in possession of stolen merchandise. Not, uh, does not listen if he was still had. Did he steal bunnies as well as a if he or still did he had steal other things? It just. I imagine he's going into the 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 gas station. He's stealing stuff. Yeah. The employee is like, "Don't do that." And he grabs whatever's nearby, chocolate, chocolate bunny. bunny. Yeah. And he's like, "Boom! Here's your chocolate. Here's your there. chocolate right. bunny." And yeah. that um, that that definitely did some damage there. This is not an April Fool's Day joke, police said in their news <laughs> release. Did they say it in all caps like that? Uh, not is in all caps. Oh, okay. so, uh-huh. yeah. 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 Look, uh, the weapon used, the weapon that the 27-year-old male suspect used was less than typical for what employees would normally see or be assaulted sure. with, sure. but it doesn't change the fact that this employee was still injured as a result of trying to do their job. You know, but now a lot of gas stations have that plexiglass to, you know, mm-hmm. protect them from the COVID, so they could have, like, awesome. hidden behind that. Yeah. Sure. From all bunnies. <laughs> all forms of flying chocolate. <laughs> I mean, if you were using a piece of food as a weapon, what would be the we- the best food-like weapon? Mm, best food-like we- weapon. Uh, I mean, a chicken bone. Sure. Are you going to like stick it in their throat? Like... <laughs> throw it at him you're just not finding like a chicken bone like in, in like the grocery right. store well i mean i was uh, less a bone i was thinking like you know, you're in the like, grocery a, like a rotisserie chicken you got like the chicken leg or something like that you get... <laughs> i want to see this can we go on a field trip <laughs> you threads you're grabbing a rotisserie leg ripping it off the chicken and so give me all your money. It's still like the pre-made fried chicken right. with all the pieces, and you just take the. This is a chicken. <laughs> <laughs> or better yet, you get the the raw chicken and you threaten Ooh. them with E. coli. Ooh. Sure, yeah. sure. Or get a crab leg. Is it e. coli or is it okay, yeah. yeah. crab leg. That's sure, I can see that. You I can, can see kind that. of like hard to get to those. They're behind the counter. You gotta. Yeah. You know, maybe there's the a frozen one in, in like the freezer oh, yeah, yeah. section that you could yeah. pull oh, out. Sure. Something sure. frozen definitely is going to have some heft behind it. Am I allowed to get like a bottle that I break? 
Yeah, you know, yeah. that would make sense. That's like that a legit be, weapon. That would be, yes. that would be a real, that's like a barroom fight right. kind of thing. That's right, you're prepped. You know, I've never actually, you know, I want some break. I want to hit somebody with a breakaway bottle, you know, so there's no damage, but it does have that satisfying snap to it. So being huh. like a play. You want to hit them with it? Yeah, because that would be fun, right? Like, Aren't you supposed to, like, to hit it on the table and then like threaten them with it? Yeah, you but don't you, actually hit them with the bottle. You could grab a bottle and hit somebody uh, with like it. Like on the back of the head kind of thing. Yeah, right? I, I mean, I don't, yeah. obviously, I don't want to hurt anyone, but I do no, want right. that satisfying. Because we don't believe in violence on this podcast. Right. Sure, yeah. We, we do not sure. condone yeah. whatever. Yeah, sure. We do not condone violence, but we're just imagining right. using a chicken leg to rob a grocery yeah. store. It's a great. I feel area. like all the ways to rob a grocery store—that's the least violent of them. All right, right. so you know right. you could like um, you know a percentage of the population is allergic to peanut butter, so you could just grab a pack <laughs> of, of like peanut peanut M and M's. Stay back! Stay back! <laughs> I've got these M and M's. You may be allergic. I don't know. <laughs> But if you are, right. based on statistics, right. at least some of you are really scared of me right now. <laughs> We'd make uh, great bank robbers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess the least violent way to rob a grocery store would just to be going and say, I'm taking this and leave. Sure. <laughs> I mean, at that point, don't even say you're taking right. it. Just take, take it and leave. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and most grocery stores will probably let you walk out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so I did work at Target uh, when I went back to school. Yeah. I know this fun fact here. At Target, what is the area of the store that has the most shoplifting? This is your quiz. Area of the store that has the most shoplifting? Correct. The checkout area. Okay. So like, you like grab all the, the stuff. candies? Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. Are we going most by like number of items taken or I, most by value? By value. By oh, value. Oh, okay. Then not because not oh, it would take too many. Oh, by value. Items. Okay. okay. Uh, Bob, batteries. Batteries. Okay, that's there's yeah. definitely high value. Yeah, you know. So I was going to say something over in like the personal care area, like yeah. <sighs> toilet paper, something like face wash or something. I think it's something weird. Yeah, face washes. Uh, toilet paper is pretty big. That's the, you're not getting out of there very sure. easily. Yeah, yeah, it is actually. You got to rip it apart and do individual rolls, <laughs> like the squares. You're in a puffy jo- a coat <laughs> yeah. stuff with toilet paper. <laughs> Uh, just like my puffy jacket. Right. <laughs> uh, it is cosmetics. Cosmetics, okay. Because they are small enough to fit in a pocket or purse sure. and yep. yet have a relatively high price point for purse size. Yeah, and very easy to throw at people in the need. <laughs> <laughs> sure. You got your yeah. eyeliner to yeah. like, you know, throw like at somebody with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I see it. If you're in the grocery, maybe the French bread I was thinking too because it's like kind of got to look long and you kind of like, you kind of like wield it like You have to go with a baguette. Yeah, yeah, that's what Fr- I'm saying. But the French bread is too, like the French bread is like this lo- is longer and thicker. The baguette is long and thin. Okay, sure. Yeah. So you want yeah. the long and thin one, the baguette, which is a French bread. I'm not saying it's not. I'm just yeah, that's <laughs> what I was saying with the French bread. Right. So. But there's one that's called French bread. That's a different. Uh, okay. I, I'm with you. I'm yeah. with you. I understand. As people who love bread. Yes. <laughs> As bread lovers. <laughs> anyway. All right. Yeah, there you go. So if you're giving your kid a solid chocolate Easter bunny in the Watch Easter out. basket, right. look out. Yeah. You got to vet that kid before you give right. him that, that Easter Amen. bunny. Yeah. You don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. You should vet your kids anyway. <laughs> you should you should know what they're going to do with the, with the presents you give them. So, yeah. Like a healthy awareness ha- of yeah. your child. Yeah. Yeah. You should know Hollow Easter bunny, you know, a little bit safer. Mm-hmm. You may be a little less uh, chocolate for your buck, but you're not going to get hit with it. Right. So, right. It's true. Or at least it's not going to hurt when you do. Sure. You might still get hit with it. Who knows? <laughs> Maybe, you know, it'll crumble and you could like cut a guy yeah. with the, right. the piece of chocolate Easter right. bunny. There you go. Yeah. Also, may I suggest the Cadbury egg? Mm, an Far excellent superior. choice, if yep. I may say. Yep. yep. Cadbury and Reese's have teamed up and they have like a, a shared commercial. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also Reese's. 
whatever <laughs> they've, te- they've teamed up and they have a shared commercial where they're trying to like get someone to decide which is the better the reese's peanut butter egg or the reese's. cadbury egg reese's it's reese's doesn't matter reese's. they're trying to get people to decide between the two eggs in case you're curious it's reese's pieces <laughs> it is reese's it pieces yeah. 100% not that because you don't have rest for a pieces of anything <laughs> but it rhymes right. with reese's but reese's rhymes with pieces and that's what they both are so not correct we've already we've had this conversation before on the podcast it keeps coming back and it'll happen again it wasn't any better then because yeah. i'm still right repent <laughs> this is a call forward to next week's episode but this is a reason to leave a congregation <laughs> your pastor says reese's get on out of there <laughs> all right anyway what do we got what are we talking we about are today? talking about holy week holy week yeah. excellent Yes, uh, and so we were kind of discussing beforehand, you know, when it comes to like Christian holidays, mm-hmm. Christmas and Easter are two big ones. That's yeah, that's what we got. Really, I'm not. What well, what would be third place on that list? Pentecost or All Saints Day? Are those holidays in the church? <laughs> that doesn't count. You're asking me for church holidays. That's what else am I, I supposed like, to talk I about? Like I feel like Ash holidays. Wednesday is is bigger yeah. than those. I would say, yeah. you know, culturally, because at least like it's connected to Fat Tuesday. Right. I mean, so what, what's are your we, what's your question here? Like, what what's the biggest Christian holiday after? What's in right. third place? Well, and we, so I answered that, and I what, we disagree. That's because, like a, but you're basing it on a cultural I, I connection it's, to it's it, it which is not the question. <laughs> well, we try to make Thanksgiving religious. We sure. do. It's a big reach. It's not. Nope. <laughs> I mean, being thankful is cool. That's great. Sure. We like thankfulness. Some, in some Nothing. places, America, 4th of July is, the, is third place. Also, right. second place. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, Honestly, the, I think I could make a convincing argument that Halloween is more of a religious holiday. It's at least connected to All Saints Day. Exactly. All Hallows' yeah. Eve. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Maybe not so much with the dressing up like ghosts and goblins and the giving of candy. Well, but you know. Well, you got to scare away, scare away the devil. That's right. I think you're actually supposed to blend in so they don't know that you're not a devil. I think that's why you dress up. I think I think it was a both. I think there's some. Scare. Why would they be scared of something that looks like them? Well, you don't dress up like the devil. You dress up like the devil's scared of Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Moana. <laughs> cool. All right. If I was a devil, I'd be scared of Spider Man. Okay, I'm just saying. Fair enough. It's hard to argue with. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, uh, so we're talking um, as a Christian holiday or as a cultural holiday. Yeah. Easter, not even close to Christmas in nope. cultural nope. relevance. Nope. Uh, and as a culture, uh, maybe fourth place, maybe fifth place yeah. as far as cultural relevance. Sure. Sure, uh, sure. Probably Thanksgiving, Halloween, and Fourth of July. Yeah. They all outpace mm-hmm. Easter. Valentine's Day. Oh, yeah. Arbor Day. Good one. I think I think Easter's got Arbor Pre- Day handedly beat. Right. Sweetest St. Day. St. Patrick's Day. Where do we Ooh, land on that? That's tough. Depends yeah. on what part of the country you're in. <laughs> right. Sure. It's regional. Regional. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and say Easter, Easter has right. Easter's bigger than St. Patrick's Day. No offense to St. Patrick's Day. Shots fired. Right. Yeah. <laughs> My name We're is gonna Patrick. Get an so. Angry letter about this. <laughs> that's gonna. That's gonna be the email. We an get angry on this. Irish letter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, top of the morning, dude. <laughs> like, okay. I assumed that it was a leprechaun. They're writing a their stereotype. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we got it. So, first, let me ask a question. Why has Easter not caught on culturally that, that Christmas has? I think the better question is why has cult- Christmas caught on in a way that Easter hasn't? Okay. Because there's really no reason, from my perspective, that either of them should be major cultural holidays outside of the Christian world. Except that Christmas has this like 
gift giving thing connected to it. Yeah. yeah. And so because we like giving people gifts and we like receiving gifts, it's exploded in cultural relevance. Right. Sure. Yeah, definitely. I, we've got a marketing campaign. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You right. know. I think we really only have the energy for that level of that type of thing once a year. Like yeah. I can't fathom trying to do another Christmas mm, sure. in April yep. or whenever Easter decides to be on a given yeah. year. But so much about Christmas is the cultural pressure that's put on it mm. and not the Christian worship aspect. <clears throat> right. Excuse me. Not the Christian worship or Christian faith aspect that's put yeah. on it. Like all of the energy that's ex- uh, spent at Christmas time is in, you know, getting presents, in getting family together, in traveling somewhere, in making sure everything's wrapped, in getting kids to bed, in crafting a myth about your elf on a shelf, and, you know, all of that energy, yep. none of that has anything to do with Christmas. Right. Like, it's not hard. Maybe it's hard. It doesn't take that much energy to come to Christmas, on, or to come to worship on Christmas Eve, out of all the other stuff. That, right. you, know, you're, you know, all the other stuff is the cultural things that are exhausting. Yep. Yeah. Um, and so, I, I hear that point, and I think you're absolutely right. I don't want another cultural Christmas. But I think we're missing an opportunity uh, when we don't put the the value of Easter in our faith life that we do yeah. for yeah. Christmas. Yeah, I think this is tough because Christmas, you know, also I think the driving factors behind that cultural Christmas too is time of year. I think yeah. it's like mm-hmm. right when it's dark, it's right at the beginning of winter. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of this excitement of snow. It's right before New Year's. And we've so built you, a cultural cal- calendar around it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Schools let out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. People often will take kind of that week between Christmas and New Year's. You yep. kind of get these two back-to-back holidays. And you got a whole week of vacation there uh, attached to this thing. Um, it's easy to be like, what are our favorite Christmas movies? Sure. Christmas music. Uh, these types of Is things. Is there an Easter movie? Yeah, is there an Easter movie? Yeah, I'll Peter, even Peter say, Rabbit. Say it's the Passion of the Christ. Dude. Yeah, which <laughs> not my favorite. It's, yeah, if that if that's yeah, even if that's the only one, not my favorite. That's, I, I mean, even you know, like as a church goer, it's hard to even be like, what are the songs am I gonna sing on Easter? Christ the Lord is risen today. Right. Yeah, but oh, from uh, but, the grave he rose. Yeah, but like you know, nothing, nothing that's like really. <clears throat> I'm gonna be honest. Nothing that's really like broken through. You know, and um, and so we want to talk a little bit about uh, Holy Week. Yeah. Um, Because Easter is more than just the Sunday morning. It is. Um, We, at Lord of Life, have four days of worship. Not just at Lord of Life. Like, this is within the Christian church, within the liturgical Christian church. I should say that. Within the liturgical Christian church, the the great three days, if you will, or the Triduum, if you want to use the the Latin. Uh, (laughs) Say that again. Yeah. Triduum. 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 Or tridium, yeah, depending on how you... Yeah. So is that in the small intestine or the large intestine? <laughs> I think it's the thing that hangs in the back of your throat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. the one. But it, it means three days. Okay. Um, and so it's the it's the great three days of Jesus' arrest, crucifixion, uh, and then eventually his burial. Yeah. Um, and it's Which all leading Which is the fastest that government has ever moved, by the way. Uh, yeah, but it wasn't our government, so... <laughs> <laughs> Look... You ask the government to kill a guy, we're right Nail it. real right. quick. I got we that. We can get that done in a heartbeat. Jesus yeah. in modern America would be like, well, it's six to 12 months, so I'll be back. Yeah. You ask the government <laughs> to like examine, uh, you know, support and and uh, engagement for the poor. Nah. nah. Years. Yeah. The wheels will grind real slow. Yep. Yeah. By killing a dude, yeah. we got a drone for that. Real good. <laughs> So Holy Week, anyway, <laughs> starts on Palm Sunday. Uh, so we're in it right now, um, and it's it is kind of the central week of Christian faith, right? Everything yes. that matters about the Christian faith is rooted in this particular story. Christmas only matters 
because Holy Week happens. Yes. Um, everything else, you know, Jesus' parables, Jesus' miracles, um, you know, everything else that we've talked about um, biblically, it all matters because of Holy Week. Um, and yet, we have found this thing where we have this disparity that we don't have the same kind of import and value and uh, a level of, of concentration of our energy on Holy Week that we do on something like Christmas or mm-hmm. that we do on... Uh, yeah, even just other other days of the year, right? We yeah. we put our energy in those places, and I agree. There's not the same cultural connection, but from a faith standpoint, I think that being meaningfully connected to Holy Week is of utmost important for of um, utmost importance for our faith. That's the word I was trying to get yeah. out there. Yeah. I, I think that Easter is actually more like theologically significant to me than Christmas is. Absolutely, but. Yeah. Terms of holidays is real you. lame. I hear you. that's fine. <laughs> yeah. And I don't I don't need Easter to become the cultural right. boondoggle that Easter or that Christmas has become, right. right? I'm not looking for that. But even within the within the Christian community, within the community of people who say, I claim Jesus Christ as my savior, right? Mm-hmm. Even there, Easter is not uh Holy Week is not elevated to the position that I think it should be to really think about what does this week mean. So many of our people show up on Easter morning without walking through Holy Week at all. And hey, I'm glad you're there on Easter. That's great. But if you only show up for the moments when new life is happening and never are there to walk through the fact that death has to happen too, mm-hmm. then you're really not prepared to walk the the life of faith that we're called to walk, right? Because in your life, there's going to be death before there's resurrection. That's always the pattern, right? Res- resurrection can't come before death. And so if you're not experiencing that in the church and the moves that we're making as a church, then you're not prepared for it out in the community either. So I just I just think that investing ourselves in Holy Week matters. Okay, so let's talk. Let's break this down. Let's do it. All right. So we just had Palm Sunday, number one. Mm-hmm. All right. Jesus's triumphal entry into Jerusalem. Done. Donkey, palms, hosannas, whole nine yards. Yeah. And then next up on the liturgical, you know, calendar here. We, yeah. We you know Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday stuff happens in the Bible. Yep. But. but the, the we don't have thing that, we don't have formal worship services. The next thing that happens that we yeah. really kind of highlight would be Monday Thursday. Monday Thursday. Yeah. It's not mon. It's not Monday D A Y. Okay. It's D Y. It's just, it's helpful because people think you're saying Monday Thursday and you're That's, not. That is what people think you're saying. Right. <laughs> so mo- Monday is Latin for commandment commandment, and mm-hmm. so it's uh, the night in which Jesus. I think we get mandate from we do. there in yep. English. So yep. Oh. Uh, but so it's the night that Jesus has the Last Supper uh, with his disciples, where they celebrate communion. And uh, in John's Gospel, Jesus says, "A new commandment I give you," and that's the reading that we always hear on Monday Thursday. A new commandment I give you that you love one another, just as I have loved you, so you should love one another. Yeah, here at Lord of Life, we've celebrated uh, Monday, Thursday a handful of different ways. Mm-hmm. We have done a Passover Seder before. It is mm-hmm. the night of the Passover. Mm-hmm. Um, we've done... Uh, it does not line up with the Passover anymore. Yeah. But we, Jesus is celebrating Passover with his disciples. Yeah, sometimes it does, right? It's a, it's a matter of calendars. It's yeah. yeah, it's not worth <laughs> going into now, but it's a matter of calendars. Yeah, and um, we've also done a Living Last Supper here mm-hmm. at Lord of Life. Which was interesting. Yeah. I, I was a part of that. Kind of like acted it out. I was yeah. one of the disciples. Oh, which oh, one were you? One? Don't remember. All right. <laughs> so not one, one of the middle. Not dudes, one of the yeah. main Judas. ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's one of the main ones. I would have remembered that. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's one of the other guys, right? Yeah. Could you name all twelve disciples? Nope. Yeah, I, I could get close. I think I could get close to. I bet I could get over half. Oh, definitely over half. I could probably yeah. get nine. So yeah. Wow. Could Let's you? hear it. <laughs> Well, Peter, James, John, Judas, yeah. there's an- another Judas, another Judas, right. another uh, James. James. Right. Yeah. Then we got Simon Thomas, Peter, right? Matthew, yeah. um, Bartholomew, mm-hmm. um, who's Peter's That's brother? Nine. Andrew. Mm, there you go. 
It's 10. Philip. Philip, that's 11. We did pretty good. Yeah, I think right. that was solid. Good so, team who's effort. Who's number 12? <laughs> that other guy. Yeah. Well, then eventually we get um, the, the fake 12th uh, in Axe, <laughs> who are like, we got a new 12th, and then he never hear from again. Yeah, so, there's that guy. What's his know. name? Is that Matthias? Matthias, yeah. yeah. Matthias. I couldn't remember if Matthias was the one they chose or not. Anyway. Right. I think so. And then Paul's like, no, it's really me. So, like, <laughs> Matthias is like, oh, I thought I was in a different lecture. It's <laughs> <laughs> no, kind of a harsh thing for Matthias. It's like, what? <laughs> I thought it was me. Anyway, so anyway. Monday, Thursday, commandment, yes. disciples, last supper. We've mm-hmm. celebrated it that way. And we also celebrate with a worship service with yep. communion. And yep. this year, we are doing our first communion for our kids. Yeah, uh, which so has become a pattern here at Lord of Life. We've yeah, done that for exciting. the past several years. Yeah. Um, kind of a neat opportunity. So for kids who go through a special instruction and, and teaching, uh, they celebrate their first communion at Monday Thursday. Yeah, not necessarily their first communion, but their celebration of this. Because yeah. yeah. some, of, some of our kids take communion really young at Lord of Life. Some of them do. Yeah. Um, so uh, that's uh, Monday Thursday. It always ends, though. And this is uh, what's uh, valuable for me to think about the whole Holy Week experience, right? It's not a worship service on Thursday, a worship service on Friday, and a worship service on Saturday. It is one worship service that continues over three days. Mm-hmm. And so you d- we don't have a dismissal at the end of any of our services until uh, the vigil on Saturday night because we're not actually leaving worship. We're just taking a pause until we come back for the next part of the story. And so the story ends with Jesus's arrest and betrayal. So Monday, Thursday, they have the Last Supper, and then the story ends with the altar being stripped, everything being taken away, and then we leave the sanctuary in silence until we come back on Good Friday. Mm -hmm. And on Good Friday, we hear the story of Jesus's trial and eventual crucifixion. Um, That's usually for us marked by just reading that story. Um, There's often not an elaborate sermon. Um, There's no communion. Um, There's often some music, um, but that's very simple, kind of literally stripped down. Nothing's on the altar or anything like that. Um, And then ends with with the closing of the tomb. We slam something to kind of represent Jesus being put into the tomb. And then again, we leave in silence and, yeah. and we wait in, uh, we wait in the tomb, if you want to use that language, until we come back on the Easter vigil. Yeah. Well, the, so let's pause there. Let's, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about that. So um, we, if you have seen The Passion of the Christ, mm-hmm. that's Friday. So yep. like, uh, a little, they, I think they do a little bit of Thursday. A little bit of Thursday and a yeah. little bit of Sunday morning at the very end. Yeah. 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 So, but like, <laughs> but it's, it's mostly a lot of Friday. Friday. Yep. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it's, uh, it's All very, the stuff you remember about the crucifixion story, that's Friday. Yeah. And it's very bloody. Yeah, mm-hmm. the story it's, is. Yeah, the service is not. It's yeah, usually <laughs> just to be clear. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there are Christian cultures out there that do a crucifixion. There but are, not yeah. a real one. Yes. Yeah. I mean, now you don't leave somebody up there till the point of death. They, yeah, but, but they, they, they do. do. What? Sometimes yeah. it's just tying somebody to a cross, not nailing them. But there are cultures out there that nail somebody to the cross. Mm-hmm. Like what the, cultures? <laughs> usually, Hispanic cultures or Catholic cultures. Yeah. People volunteer for that. Yeah, yeah, you're you're, like you're, an honor. you're playing Jesus. That's a that's an honor. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, like we have actors in America who put their body through unbelievable torture to lose like ungodly amounts of weight, you know, for a role it in a movie. Yeah. This is religious, you know, connection to it. Yeah. I'm not anyway, saying there are I places that agree do it. with yeah. it, but there are places that mm-hmm. do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so this is definitely all about the cross yep. and things like that. And so I do like I I personally like that there's usually not a sermon on this one because I think letting the text speak for itself, letting Jesus's death speak for itself, and just living in it is the way to go. Mm-hmm. That I think it's it's generally the way to go. Now, a few words from a pastor. I don't think there's anything wrong with that or anything bad about that. That was a good cover. But <laughs> but CYA. I, but, <laughs> but I do think if you're looking at this of like this is my time to do like a significant amount of teaching. Um, I I think that the yeah, the, not, the story the place, itself yeah. like is so powerful in and of itself. 
Yep, I hear or, that. Or just show up and you just play Passion of the Christ. Just there you go. go. Yes. It's really bloody. Easy hey, everybody. Yeah. It's really tough. Uh, it's, it's, three hours later. Have you yeah. seen it? Yes. Yeah. I watched it's, it when it came out and watched it in the theater. Me too. It's really tough to watch. It, it is. is. I saw it. I'm like, I'm, I don't think I'm ever going to watch that again. Yeah. I haven't watched it since. Me neither. But, you know, it was, it was definitely. It was a movie. <laughs> it I don't happened. Think, I don't think it's bad. No. But. I don't know that my faith was in any way enhanced by seeing it. Yeah. You know, sometimes putting the the real visual, visceral images there of like, wow, that was you know, it's, it's tough. You know, so. yeah. I feel like I had a pretty good handle on the visceral image of it. Like, yeah. I, and maybe that's just because of like how I was raised, and then I was taught the story, and like I understood. Sure. But I felt like I had a good handle, so I just didn't, didn't yeah. do anything for me. Uh, anyway, that's neither here nor there. On sort of irrelevant things to me, you know. Mm-hmm. Like that's, yeah. that's not the piece of it that's terribly relevant. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, but it's you know the visuals. It's a visual medium, so you know. It is, yeah. Uh, at camp, we did a, uh, a skit where we did have a, a reenactment of a crucifixion. We mm-hmm. did have a guy who volunteered to be on the cross for 10 minutes, and he came down and said it was the worst pain he's ever felt. Mm. I mean, it's it sounds unbelievable. I mean, we did not nail it. Oh, right? <laughs> what camp was this? He was, he was tied to it. Right. You yeah. know, but like, it, he, you know, that it was so unbelievable. like being held up by torture. your arms, basically. Uh, you know, it's it's kind of a suffocation thing. I mean, like yeah. it hurts your lungs, it hurts your body. It is not an easy way to die. Right. So. Yeah, I don't think that the Romans were really known for like making it easy for you. Yeah. Nor was that supposed to be the point, right? Right. It was, it was supposed to function as a deterrent. So we, right. they wanted it to be obviously right. bloody and gruesome so that nobody right. else would want to die that way. And, and, yep. and people can live for a while on mm-hmm. the cross. Yeah. I mean, it's not it's not meant to be a firing squad. It's not a punishment. I mean, it's, Jesus is up there for at least three hours. Yeah. And people have lasted days, days, yep. on the, you know, really it's until you like, you kind of run out of strength to like mm-hmm. lift your body to breathe. Uh, and or until they break your legs. Yeah. Which is what they did to the other two criminals. Yeah. Fun. Mm-hmm. Fun. Yep. Fun. Fun time. Good Friday is filled right. with fun things. But, <laughs> but Good Friday is really important Yeah, because we have to walk through that journey of death. Mm-hmm. Like, and we have to be aware that we don't have to be aware of like how much Jesus suffered. Like that's not the point. But the point is that death and darkness are a part of the journey that we have to move through death and darkness in order to experience resurrection. Yeah. And so now it comes to something that is not part of my faith tradition, sure. the Easter vigil. Yeah. It, so, is, it is less familiar, even within liturgical churches. This is probably the least familiar of the three of the three. Now, did my church do this growing up? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I'm willing to say they might've, yeah. I yeah. never went. My I, church did not do it growing up. I yeah. don't think mine did either. I doubt that they did. Cause I've, I've never heard of it. Um, you know, I've heard of it here in the context of Lord of Life, but like, it's just nothing. I have, I have no connection to it, like yeah. spiritually or like historically or culturally. It just doesn't like, it's not a thing for me. If we yep. stop doing it this year, it really wouldn't mean a lot to me. But for some members of our congregation, wow, it is a powerful service. Yeah. That and in some communities, it's huge. Like in some places, it's bigger than Easter morning. Okay. Because if you think about it, the Easter vigil is really like Christmas Eve because mm-hmm. Christmas Eve is actually the vigil of Christmas. Christmas mm-hmm. Day is the day when Jesus is actually born and we're all there waiting for that to happen on Christmas Eve. Yeah. Easter vigil is the eve of, of Easter and we're all there waiting for the resurrection of Christ. We're waiting um, in the darkness, waiting for the new light to dawn with the next day. Yeah. And so in some uh, cultures, it's a huge deal and it's like packed. Uh, the vigil is often where uh, you you bring in a whole bunch of people who want to be baptized and often they've been going through a training all through uh, Lent where they've been taking classes and things like that. And so you might have, you know, a row of, in you know, a large context, you might have a row of 10, 15, 50 people who want to be baptized at the vigil. You often are doing it like over that midnight hour. And so you're welcoming in the new day as you uh, do it as well. That's not 
all our practice at Lord of Life, but those are historical parts parts of the vigil that take place. We are doing a baptism this year. We are. We mm-hmm. we try to do at least one baptism every year if we uh, can have that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have one uh, this year, and we're very so, excited. So after Easter, we got to talk to like some young parents, young right. young couples, and be like, "Hey, yeah. we really need you to get yeah. on this. Right. Right. Listen up. <laughs> you, yeah, got, yeah. you got twelve months, and we really need a good baby for that vi- <laughs> that vigil right. next year. So." <laughs> Auditions are open. <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah, but so the whole point of the vigil is that while, you know, remember this is the continuation of the service. So the service has still not ended. And the last part of the service is sitting in the tomb. And while you're in the tomb, while you're in the darkness, you're hearing the stories of God's promise of redemption throughout the yeah. Old Testament and leading into the New Testament. And so at like a full vigil service, there are like 12 different readings um, that you do. All of them have responses as well. And so you read through all the stuff and it takes like three hours. Like the, the full <laughs> vigil is a really long thing. Um, we don't do the full thing. We're kind of doing a pared down. We're uh, doing something completely different that we'll talk about here in a minute. Um, but, you know, so you hear those readings as a reminder that even in the midst of darkness and the, the depth of our suffering and pain and death, God's promise of redemption still reigns true. And then you end the service by celebrating the fact that Christ has raised, that the resurrection is come. Kind of like you celebrate Jesus' birth on Christmas Eve. Yeah. Yep. Uh, what are we doing this year? Why don't you tell us? So, yeah, for our vigil this year, and we're trying something new, we're calling it Vigil Dinner Church. Um, and so we're going to have uh, the vigil uh, with just four readings, but spread out over the course of a meal. So you're going to be able to eat together um, as a family or with others who are gathered here at Lord of Life. You're going to have that meal together. We're going to be moving through the liturgical service together. We're going to have the stories told with different mediums. So we've got some videos that are going to tell some stories. We've got some poetry that's going to be read um, to reflect on some of the stories. Uh, we're going to have uh, a baptism. We're going to have uh, someone giving a monologue as Mary Magdalene. Um, so lots of uh, different ways to engage in that process. And cool. we'll probably only take about an hour and a half as opposed to three hours. <laughs> but we're also getting dinner out of it. Right, right. right. You get dinner. You get so eat. it's not just yeah. me talking at you for an hour and a half. You right. get food. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so, I mean, any of these services are valuable. Um, I think engaging in the whole practice is really valuable. But if you've never engaged in any part of it, um, I really, I just feel like you're missing a, a central mm-hmm. piece of the Christian story. Sure. Uh, you, you know, maybe you know what the story is about and things like that, but the chance to just sit with it and feel feel the liturgical moves that happen, I think is really valuable and something that we miss because we assume we're too busy to make it happen oftentimes. We just say, I'm, I'm too busy, I'll show up on Easter morning. Yeah. And I, I, I feel like we're missing the point when we do that, right? Uh, there are so many cultures where they're willing to make that sacrifice of I'm not going to do X, Y, and Z because this piece of my thing is important, right? And we do that too. We just typically don't do it with church. And I think that's something that we should value. Yeah. So if you're listening to this, you're like, hey, you know what? I want to do that. I don't know I'm ready to do four straight days of church. Uh, I get it. What, what's, what, what do you recommend? If you're like, okay, yeah. I'm going to come to one beyond the Sunday morning Easter that mm-hmm, I'm used mm-hmm. to. What's the one to come to this year? Yeah. So I think Monday Thursday is the easiest entry point okay. um, because I think that uh, it's the most dramatic as far as things happening, right? There's communion that happens. It's the beautiful story. That's really great. Um, the stripping of the altar at the end of the service Powerful. is really beautiful. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's kind of the easiest entry point. Um, Good Friday for me is probably the most powerful story uh, because that's, you know, living in the depth of the crucifixion. Um, But uh, the the vigil is for me the most exciting or it's becoming the most exciting in part because it's new and something different that we're trying this year. And so I'm really invested in in helping this succeed. Um, But I, I just think that when we if we build up the vigil like we build up Christmas Eve, there's the potential for a lot of energy and enthusiasm and joy that comes with that. Yeah. Yeah. So you cannot go wrong. If you're if you're looking like I've never done any of this, I just want an easy entry point. Come to Monday Thursday. Check it out. 
you know, you'll be in and out in just over an hour because, you know, we've got uh, the first communion that takes a little bit longer. Um, so it'll probably be an hour 15 um, or noon on Good Friday. Right. I mean, if you're um, someone who doesn't work during the day or you're able to take a, a lunch break, the noon service on Good Friday is like 45 minutes. And you well, hear you hear the story. You get the experience. Just let yourself sit in a little bit. And we just have some cultural support for Easter because mm-hmm. uh, Good Friday is a school holiday. So like, it is, yep. you know, um, we, we yeah. do have that at least here in. Here in the Woodlands. Yeah. Yeah. In Conroe. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's true throughout Texas. I think, I don't so. know. I think it is. It was not true in Ohio. Wow. Yep. Good. Yeah. Occasionally, Good Friday would line up with Easter or with a uh, spring break, but yep. that was not a regular thing. I, you know, like uh, speaking uh, from a cultural perspective of like, how, why is Easter kind of falling behind and, and Christmas and like that? One of the things is it moves. Yeah. And I, I, th- I, I think you. that that does make it more challenging that uh, you know when Christmas is going to be, mm-hmm. you know, like you, you, you're you planning for it for the and next year. And you know year. that you're going to have vacation at the time. Yeah. I'm going to be honest, as a church worker, I'm always like, Easter 2022, yeah. I got to look it when up because yeah. I do not remember, yeah. you know, and things like that. So, that, I mean, that, that's part of the challenge. So, let me ask you, um, why does it move? Why, why, why are we celebrating it at a different <laughs> Sunday? All right. So, Easter is figured out based on the pattern of how you used to figure out Passover. And so, Passover uh, or Easter now takes place on the first Sunday after the first full moon after the vernal equinox. Okay, right. so we get a lot of afters. Right, yeah. so you get the vernal equinox. So, so you a lot of things equinox. have to line up, right. and then we get Easter. So you get the vernal equinox, which is March 21st, mm-hmm. and then you get a full moon, which is whenever that is, and then you get the next Sunday, and that's Easter. Okay. Um, and that's based on our, what do we use now, Gregorian calendar, right? Is that where we're on now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so if you back up, though, the Jewish calendar doesn't work like the uh, Gregorian calendar. Uh, so they have a similar pattern, that fo- or that's how you find Passover, um, but because their months line up differently than ours, they uh, their Passover moves differently than Easter. So sometimes Passover and Easter do line up, um, but typically because they're figuring it off of the Jewish calendar and we're figuring it off of the Gregorian calendar, they do not anymore. Okay. But the the same formula is used to find them both, but they start with a different calendar. Okay. So we have like, we want to f- connect it to Passover, Yeah. but our version of Passover. <laughs> Our version of the calendar of Passover. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because okay. at some point, the Roman emperors who were then Christian did away with the Jewish calendar saying, oh, yeah. we're, not do- we're not doing that. So, I mean, but but that kind of full moon, vernal equinox, yep. we can, you can trace out when Easter is going to be for the next yeah. thousand years. Yeah. You can Google, yeah. you can Google right now. When is Easter 3022? And Google will tell you. Yeah. 3022. That'd be a thousand years from now. Right. That's a, <laughs> mark your calendars. Right. <laughs> Make your plans. Yeah. So, so are we doing the vigil that year? Or yeah, what? probably. Uh, so you, I mean, you can figure Easter out, yeah. but yeah, it's not instinctive, right? It yeah. moves. It's always, it is always a Sunday, but it, yeah, it yeah. always moves. Yeah. 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 So I think that definitely makes it a, you know, that, that's definitely a challenge of like kind of connecting to like kind of the cultural consciousness. It is. Like, a, yeah, for sure. It's a cultural challenge. Yeah. But I don't think that a cultural challenge should be the reason that it's a challenge for our faith. I, I, I hear you. That's what I'm throwing down. <laughs> Look, um, Paul in his writings of like about Easter is going to be very clear. If Jesus did not die on the cross and rise again, all of this is for nothing. Mm-hmm. Amen. It does not matter if it makes you a better person. It does not matter if you're a better husband, wife, uh, parent, child. Mm-hmm. That's irrelevant. If this did not happen we're wasting our time. Yep. Like he's very, like we should be pitied more than all men is kind of like how he, how he highlights that. Like you're an idiot if mm-hmm. this did not happen. Yeah. So like, um, and he doesn't attach that to Christmas 
you know, they didn't know what Christmas was. But like this specific, right. Jesus' death and resurrection is the yeah. focal point. I think that's also a good point, right? Yeah. Paul didn't know what Christmas was because they weren't celebrating Jesus' birth when Paul, right? 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 They were celebrating Jesus' death and resurrection from the get-go. Yeah. They were not celebrating Jesus' birth from, yeah. the, from the start. That came later. Yeah. Not that we shouldn't celebrate Christmas. I'm all for celebrating Christmas. But if we're rank, if we're ranking importance of faith, I'll, like the, the things that impact our faith, yeah, Easter should be higher up. Holy yeah. Week should be higher up. There you go. All right. Any last thoughts on uh, Holy Week? On the tri- tridudium? Trajectory. No, you should come check out. Uh, we're streaming our services uh, at Lord of Life. So if you're not local uh, or if you're just not able to come for some reason, Monday, Thursday, and Good Friday will both be uh, live streamed. The Easter Vigil, because of how we're doing it, we will be in a different space and you don't really want to just watch people eat on a live stream. So <laughs> some people do. Right. I do not. I don't think we want those people <laughs> to watch our service. Right. Uh, but yeah. Come and, uh, what are we having? What's our food? Uh, lasagna, I believe, is the main course. Oh, okay. It's a good mm-hmm. choice. Yep. Great. Easy to mass yeah. serve quickly. Sure. Yeah. So if you are we there? Are we at yeah, the end? We're, okay. We're there. We're there. If you liked this episode, uh be sure to check us out at beyondsundaypodcast.com. You can share uh this and all of our other episodes with your friends, family, neighbors, uh, all those who you think need uh, the opportunity to celebrate Holy Week in uh, this most holiest of times. Uh and send us an email about your favorite what did we talk about? Bunnies, Easter bunnies, your favorite Easter chocolate. chocolate. Send us an email about how you've used your favorite Easter chocolate as a weapon in your past. Uh you can send that at beyondsundaypodcast at <laughs> gmail.com. All right, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week with more Beyond Sunday. I can say ridiculous things like that because nobody sends us emails anyway. So, right. so. <laughs> I can make ridiculous requests. And, and and really, most people have bailed at the at this That's point right. in the right. podcast. Nobody's listening to me do that anymore. Huh.